My head hurts. Write it down. I've got work. Write it down. My car died. Write it down. I've got no drive. Uh, the car is a metaphor for motivation. So it's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. Oh, baby, fire theme song. Such a good song. Gets stuck in my head every week. Who's that by, Matt? Uh, Molly. <laughs> wow. Uh, my name is Molly. <laughs> That's by... Oh, God. I'm standing up the whole episode. All right. Sorry. Well, you're far away from the mic. Sorry, sorry. Um, That's by our good friend, Justin. The we song. got off the phone with him yesterday, and you promptly texted me. Who was that? So I forget who he is and who you are, but right. I'm getting better at this whole remembering thing. Are you? Who? Cool. So today on the pod, couple of exciting little things. Well, one of them isn't exciting. We're sad about it, but it is notable that our little baby Jay is not with us this week. We miss him dearly. We're all sending love out to his ass and we can't wait to have him back. Love to Justin's ass. Thanks for the theme song. Thanks Justin. for the theme song, Baby J. We love you. We love um, you. And in other news. Lay it on me. What's so, the other news? You know how in Seinfeld, like, there's a whole episode where Elaine and George can't be alone together because Andy is, I mean, not Andy, Jerry is the glue. Okay, I got to stand up. <laughs> right. So this is kind of like that where, like, I'll be Elaine. Andy will be George, and then presumably <laughs> Justin is Jerry, the glue. He and Andy and I, Jerry. we can't be alone together is the thing, or there's like no balance in our dynamic. There's a lot of awkward yeah. lulls, silences. <laughs> we have nothing so? to say to each other. I, so I've got we, a couple. Okay, you have something no, to say to me? Um, uh, no, I don't cool. actually keep going. Glad I gave you the space and the airtime. So yeah. we brought in a friend, a friend of the pod, a friend of the asses, uh, mm -hmm. really my blood brother, my fraternity sister, uh, wow. a colleague, a good gal. This it wasn't my intro for her. Start over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is my good friend. She's a sister of Kappa Alpha Theta, the first Greek letter fraternity known amongst women. Highest GPA on campus, wow. Kai Theta. Um, since she was 15, she's been passionate about eating disorder, educate, education, and advocacy, healing people's relationships with food, nutrition, and rediscovering the joy of eating. She's currently working towards becoming an inpatient clinical dietitian. That's an RDN. And that's the kind of bitch that saved my life. Um, by working as a dietetic intern right now, she co-produced... Um, Yonko's Yunk, Yuck Fest, which is the most fun underground stand-up comedy situation at Syracuse University. Also, the warmest basement from the months October through May. Huge. Huge. And recently co-hosted a stand-up show in Brooklyn with Last Drop Comedy, where Pat Regan was featured, as well as other names, not the least of which is Maddie Peck. Whoa. She can rock a bandana like no other. She can put words into phrases that make you laugh. Uh, she's just a great gal, and here she is. My gosh, what an intro. I studied. I think I'm adding warmest basement October through May to my resume. You should. 
Yeah. That's pretty that's solid. Important. Especially in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? What's the well, coldest it gets in Syracuse? Oh, after 10 degrees, it, it all feels the same and it blurs together. And emotionally, it's below freezing constantly. Always. It's a cold place. What in, I would in give all senses. to be in a moldy, mildewy, wet basement again with 70 plus Ooh. college students, so many germs, mm-hmm. and I never felt safer and more hugged and loved in my life. It sounds so nice. Right? Yeah. I, it was miss, a safe space. It really was. And, you and on made that, that note, yeah, Mads, <laughs> you fostered that environment. On that <laughs> note, um, I woke up this morning with a bright idea for a cold open. And usually when we have a guest on, we don't do a cold open. We just like do the theme song. We introduce them. We chat. We gab. We dish. And then we get started. But today, I had an idea that I just couldn't let slide. Wow. Okay. Okay, Here it is. Sounds like it has to be awesome. (laughs) And if it's not awesome, me and Maddie are going to hold it against you. You don't even have to worry about that. Okay. Well, I'm not worrying. I'm just ready to hold you accountable. Perfect. So you know how people will, like, budget big events in their lives? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. And, like, events can be expensive. And usually the events that are expensive are worth it because you have memories from them. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. (laughs) Right. Let's budget our funerals, you guys. I'm serious. We're going to be leaving behind our loved ones. A tombstone is so expensive. Finding Mm -hmm. a place in a cemetery, you have to pay for that. If you don't want to do that, you have to pay to get cremated. People will have to dress you. You have to pay someone to dig your grave or something. That's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. No, it's a scam. The funeral industry is mostly a scam. Yeah. So, like, how much do you guys think, how much are you putting away for your funerals? As someone who thinks too often and too much about death, I have not once engaged with the cost of my funeral. Which is shocking to me because you feel like that's, like, the one cool part. It's, like, everything else should make you anxious and sad but like that's the fun part and so naturally party. that's the part I haven't thought anything about right. oh I would want a very large entertainment budget oh I would want yeah. it to mirror like or rival even like a Las I... Vegas show interesting like, I would be able to buy tickets to it yeah like yeah. magicians strippers casino games Yes. Wow. Yes, I want whoever the present cast of SNL is, I want them all there. (laughs) Wow, all of them. All of them. That's a huge show. We're not even talking about budgeting like the things that are already expensive at funerals, such as tombstone, coffin, Mm -hmm. grave placement. You toss all the normal stuff away. You say, just throw my body in a ditch. Don't rent out a space. The ditch costs money is what I'm trying to say, Andy. I want to be burned and spread. So that part's cheap. I don't need a plot. I don't need a headstone. That is so easy. We love that. I've pulled up the average funeral cost. Any guesses? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to guess. I'm going to hit us with a... It's a range. They give a range, so feel free to... I'm going to say 2500 to $5,000. Okay. <laughs> Is Maddie? 2500 just if like your friend buries you for you? <laughs> that's yeah, really that's low. the cost. That's for the shovel shovel and travel expenses. That is that's so for if the mafia money. kills you. It's only 2500 They yeah. throw you in the swamps. So what, um, 20K? I already lost. My guess is like 10 to 30K. 
That's an education. Yeah, it's closer. The average funeral cost between crap. seven and twelve grand. That's including beyond the inappropriate. Burial, basic service fees, transporting remains, etc. Embalming. Capitalism I imagine it's follows you to the cremation. grave. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Cremation must be expensive too. That's a whole industry. Yeah, you gotta have a good fire. <laughs> you gotta have a good fire, and you can't. Works, well, well, no, you gotta have a good fire, but you can't just be a guy with like a good fire. A fire, in the right? Because the smell of human flesh will be burning throughout your backyard. Exactly, <laughs> but in the end, it is just a good fire machine that this guy has. In the end, that's all we all have. That's awesome. And like this is pitched. journal me fun. <laughs> what was that, Maddie? Who pitched the idea of like? producing the cremation machines they're like i have this great idea we'll make an extra powerful fire so powerful it could burn bodies like right. someone had to invest in that did that happen like, after that's the an amazing call oh, that pitch i don't know am i wrong those were large cremations that is something that would be correct but i don't know hmm well, it wouldn't be an ep if we didn't get into the Holocaust exactly at the 10 minute <laughs> mark. So here we are. Welcome, Maddie. This goes out to my future children. Save your money. Put me in the ocean. Tie a rock to me. <laughs> oh and go to Chuck E. Cheese. Buy yourselves some pizza on me. It's like mostly for the... Uh, I, we could talk it's about all this for forever. the living people. It's for the living gonna... people. You, you don't want your kids to have to freaking carry your pay? body to the ocean. That's so yeah. much worse. They'd rather oh, pay on. 10K. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't want my will to have my friends do make the fire to burn my body. That's how yeah. I'll save on costs. I and like that's that. cute. That's like a bonding. Yeah. yeah, it's an event. Exactly. Well, I'm glad we all figured that out. It's good. And this Let's is journal me fine, it. I guess. It is. What and happens we, on this show? I'll honestly let me tell you. Like straight Please. up, let me be completely transparent. Hit me with it. We read real journal entries and then we do improv later. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. That's a new format. Yeah. And Maddie's here, and it's awesome to have you. Maddie. It's so awesome to have her. Awesome to be here. <laughs> so, Mads, we're going to start with your entry if you're comfy with that. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to give us some context or dive into it? You can give us whatever you want a date, uh, where you found the entry, was it handwritten, that sort of thing. Okay, so I, I famously have a, let me see now how long it is, 136-page Google Doc mm. that I began in the year 2019, um, <laughs> in February fuck? 2019, so my junior year of college. No, last year. Ago. <laughs> not long ago in so many pages. And the sad thing is, is up until like August of 2019, it only had like 10 pages. So, <laughs> so much to say now. And a really embarrassing chunk of that was about boys, which is humiliating and anti-feminist. So I could really pare it down um, up until like this spring is when it started to get dark and funny. Sure, um, like so I picked this out uh, from when I, this was a little after I moved to New York. I moved in this September and my anxiety got a lot worse um, because I was doing something new and in a new city. And so this is kind of a thought spiral that mm -hmm. I had recorded. <laughs> and something I want to note is in an earlier episode, it was like one of the first episodes, Andy was reading a journal entry and it had very like... Oh, no. No, no, no. It had very like depressed person sentence structure. Like, you know, it was very Empty short sentences. Running. 
you could feel like to get words between each period was like pulling Hard. teeth. Yeah. Mine has very anxious person sentence structure. So I'll read for like 45 seconds and then the sentence will end. Perfect. Interesting. Okay. Like Great. And he's right. never yeah. felt more seen in his life, by the way. <laughs> I want to cry, but I don't know how. <laughs> anyway, this is your entry. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Meditation is good for anxiety. Guided meditation is not. Fill your lungs with air. I'm immediately horrified by the fact that I have lungs, which seem like <laughs> such a slimy and fragile concept. And due to my background with science, I'm acutely aware of everything that has to go right for one little molecule to do its job for me to take a breath in. And then if it doesn't do its job, I can't take a breath in and then I will die. And that alone makes it pretty hard to relax. <laughs> Focus on your breath. Appreciate your breath. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I think all day about all the different things that could stop my breath. And <laughs> that's why I'm doing the meditation and that. And I really need to stop spending so much time ignoring my social media limits. <laughs> I tried to write a joke yesterday about how I think my anxiety will eventually become depression, which I really, really hope it doesn't. Um, and it took a moment of punchlines before it dissolved entirely into a journal entry. So I figured it'd be better to just put it in here. Sometimes that happens. It's the most helpful part of comedy is when the jokes you don't, the jokes you don't write because it opened the door for you to actually take something seriously. This was quite sad to read back. <clears throat> You're in good company. I'm, I'm not depressed yet, but I'm growing into it. <laughs> Anxiety is like the training bra of depression. And for the men in the room, a training bra is when your mom buys you this thin piece of fabric from Kohl's in a three pack and warns you that one day they will put wires in it. Mm. And you're so scared of the day that you have real boobs. Then it happens. And then you're like, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> and that's what I think it'll be like when I inevitably <laughs> become depressed. <laughs> And having depression feels like it might be helpful for me because I would love for one second to not fear death so much. I just, <laughs> I could look into therapy, but I'm way closer to being depressed than getting help. So I feel like this is the path of least resistance. Mm. I predict that my anxiety will merge into depression one day like this with a conversation with a friend. <clears throat> me, semicolon. <laughs> Maybe everything changes so much year to year because my life is going to end early and the universe is trying to squeeze it in. My friend, you're just anxious. Me, no, that's actually really comforting. <laughs> Not much of a joke. Perhaps instead of being anxious about what my mental health will look like in the future, I should just take care of what my mental health is right now. I did end up reaching out to a therapist to see if they take my insurance because if nothing else, Jen, Greg, and JC are all probably pretty tired of me texting them. Every time I get the kind of anxious that makes sitting alone and sitting still brutal, but also leaving my room impossible. It doesn't happen often anymore, but it was always fun. A fun challenge when I'd feel too anxious to eat and any old disordered thoughts that were lingering were like, dot, dot, dot. This is cool for us, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, this for us. I wonder, I'm almost done, I promise. No, no rush. I wonder what came first, the imposter syndrome about sexuality or the imposter syndrome about everything else. I'd rather invalidate myself before anyone else can, just because it's easier. 
it's easier to say a joke is bad or I'm ugly or I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not smart enough. So no one can beat me to it because for some reason, I'm far more afraid what anyone else thinks of me than what I think of myself. Like anyone's opinion matters more than my own, which is pretty fucked up. And that's how it ends. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Maddie. (laughs) That was very real and relatable. Yeah. On multiple fronts. We have so many things to revisit. But first off, just thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, this is a new space and that was really vulnerable. Thank you. Um, and now we're gonna rip you apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're gonna critique you for joke structure. Um, exactly. <laughs> so wait, this is on the Google Doc of a hundred mm-hmm. pages, right? What yeah. is the font size? <laughs> Okay, get this. This is been sitting on this. One. <laughs> yeah. Drag me to hell. This makes it even more embarrassing because <laughs> we are we're working with a um, size eleven aerial single spaced. Oh, oh my god, Maddie, yeah. are you okay? And I hit enter between paragraphs, but like okay. very few things. And sometimes I make a lot of lists, but very mm. few things are actually spaced out. Still. It's packed. It's truly 100 pages. It's an absolute brain dump word vomit. Yeah. And I think it's because I didn't journal religiously until I was, what, 22? So it was yeah. kind of like 22 years of anxiousness and whatever else. We're like, well, now we need to get the it out now. Out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you do. Like, I can't word vomit as well when I'm typing notes as I can when I'm handwriting my journal. Mm. like there's some there's like a visceral catharsis that happens where i literally feel it expelling out of my hands and then it's just like not in me anymore so it's always because justin and andy also journal in their phones and that just like doesn't work for me i like tune out oh you notes app journal i don't i handwrite my journal and andy you notes app journal oh yeah yeah, I've got like I've got a physical journal and then I will also like type in my phone and then I also have like a hidden document on my computer that's like password protected because I'm a maniac, you know. What's it called? <laughs> what's, what's it called? Yeah, what's it titled? It's it's titled Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for someone to hack your computer and they'd be like, what is this like? downloaded porn or something and it's just like, like you being sad in a sad google talk. yeah it's just me like how come i would prefer to die on occasion <laughs> what's Jesus. what is that hey, hey. <laughs> okay maddie so many things first of all this was like equal parts real vulnerable sad as it was like excellent stand-up material yeah, and beautiful joke structure <laughs> like beautifully you. written the training bra thing had me, brought me back to that fatal Tuesday night where I woke up and there was a three pack on my desk and I thought, what is this, bikini? And I put it on and I went to the kitchen and I said, mommy, what is this? And she said, that's a training bra. And I said, oh, <laughs> what? And you're like, uh, I feel like there should so be a warning jarring. with this. I feel like I here. should have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I should have seen it coming because the week prior, my crush told me that he could see my nipples in third mm. grade. So. <laughs> And that's when you knew it was time. I got no, not third grade, fifth grade. Sorry, I just had a crush on him since third grade. Mm, Third grade would be young to start developing. No shame, just um, didn't happen for me like that. Anyway, (laughs) 
Were you, when you're uh, typing about guided meditation, to me, it felt like you were looking at whatever one of those mindfulness apps and just screaming at it. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I had just finished, um, and the woman doing the guided meditation, lovely woman, um, nothing against her. It was me. No, you can... You can be honest. I, she leads these like lovely ceremonies around like new moons and stuff that are great. So I was like, oh, I know her and her voice is calming to me. Like this will be helpful. And I really underestimated the way anxiousness can overpower whatever perceived comfort you feel mm-hmm. with a person's voice. The second she started speaking, mm-hmm. I felt all those thoughts and I started laughing because I was like at least this is something I could write about um but I was too disorganized to like try to put it in a joke and so I just kind of like released it in the journal and everything the call and response yeah the like read saying what she said and then responding to it I love it (laughs) thank you that's so funny um yeah, always cool to see the intersection of like mindfulness and yoga world and comedy mm. for me. Um, and I also feel that about guided meditations. It's always like the cynic in my head is talk is responding to everything that's being said. Mm. Um, I have one memory of a guided meditation where I just bawled the whole time I saw really? it. It was in treatment and they were like trying to help us like envision our like quote ideal selves like what we are like when we're recovered and healthy but up until that point my idea of ideal self had only to do with what my body looked like and so I was like trying to imagine myself and I came to this realization that like I can't picture my ideal self I don't know who she is what she wants or anything all I know is the circumference of her thighs and I just like absolutely sobbed yeah um I think something yeah it'll fuck you up something I talked a lot about recently to my friend about was like I think when you grow up you know everyone always tells you like you can be whatever you want and everyone's so supportive to give like those words of advice and no one ever warns you on how hard it is to figure out what you actually want and not kind of these (laughs) pre-programmed notions of like what you're supposed to want for sure which gets even harder when you tie in any body image or right. disordered stuff. Damn, we're getting into it. On that note, <laughs> I'm going to read mine. Mine's also a recent one. So vulnerable. I think I wrote this in August. And it was like as I was starting to notice a relationship going downhill. Oh, um, TBT. <laughs> okay. We'll skip over all the shit that went down. I hate this. I wanted things to work. I wanted to love her, but I know I can't. She's not who I'm looking for. The hungry part of me is starving for connection and love. That's the little girl in nursery school telling her herself at age four that she's not worthy of the pretty girl's time or friendship. Now I'm older and I've come into myself and I love so much of who I've become. It's frighteningly easy to lose sight of that at the smallest hint of affection from someone else. I want to remember that no matter what, my strongest, most constant, and reliable loves love comes from within. The more I search for that elsewhere, the farther I get from myself. That little girl doesn't like being alone with me because I break her down, destroy her body, and get in her way. I'd start looking elsewhere for love, too. 
I owe it to myself, to the little girl inside me, to be the love I seek, to give myself the time, respect, and the time and respect and love that I want so badly from someone else. This girl is not it. She's just, she's just the only person in front of me. I will get through this breakup and feeling of loss. I will recover because I'm resilient and I will be stronger for it. I think breaking your own heart is one of the toughest tasks we face as human beings, but it's often the key that unlocks chains, chains you didn't even know were on you. I'm sad. I don't want to let go, but I'm holding on to an imaginary person, a daydream. I'm hurting myself and twisting the knife in that little girl's back. I need to take care of her. That's the relationship that would benefit me most to work on. I have to let go, cut the cord. It's always better on the other side. I'm not alone. I have support and friends and family. I have passions and hobbies and budding opportunities. I get to keep those things when I let go of her. Wow. That's a wise well, Molly. I like want Damn. a copy of that. I, I'd like to show with her. <laughs> Specifically the beginning I'll send part. It to you. Yeah. I'll tape it on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. That you, I remember writing that. Do you often either journaling or um in any context like use that phrase like the little girl inside me in other ways or do you think about that a lot it's something that i've been working on in therapy starting this summer like it's i feel like that's a thing that you hear about a lot like the child inside of you and yeah i've always sort of dismissed that as like okay that's like a level of therapy i'm not at yet and can't fully wrap my head around but then this summer in therapy it kept coming back up and my therapist was like what part of you is responding to this like that because I know the adult part of you knows this this and the other thing but there's the child part of you that's still scared that's still this or that and that's what's guiding you and so I just started becoming more and more aware of how the little girl with stunted growth inside me is like um, acting out and trying to get in the middle of adult molly's life um mm -hmm. and how important it is for me to acknowledge her and tend to her in the ways that she was intended to so to answer your question recently it's been something on my mind a lot but it wasn't previously gotcha it mm. helps a lot though like i find yeah having someone else to do something for sometimes is the best motivator like i spoke about this on an episode once about how like stopping negative body talk um, started for me when I was dating my first girlfriend because I was like, I don't want to say these things and then have her think that she should be saying similar things about herself. And that like helped me so much. And I think it's a similar thing here where I'm like, well, I don't want to drag little Molly. I don't want to make her sad or wounded or hurt. And that makes it easier for adult Molly to take care of herself mm -hmm. in yeah. a roundabout way. Wow. That is, to me, when I hear people who have really, like, really found benefit in and harnessed, like, inner child work, it does feel so out of reach, but it's so inspiring and it seems so helpful. It lets you dive into stuff. Mm -hmm. so I always thought quickly. it was out of reach. Yeah, that you yeah. don't even realize. And it guides so much of what we do. Sort of scares <laughs> me. Of course it does. <laughs> to sort of think about. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Tell us uh, a thing or two about little Andy. He thinks he's going to be a basketball player one day. He's not. Yeah. Can we he's, tell him? Yeah, he's going to be 5'8", <laughs> so. Yeah. Probably not. Right. <laughs> and he's not good at it, so. Well, not never stopped anybody. 
<laughs> I actually did. I have quite a few. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to help them. What were, Molly, like, what was your childhood dream? Like, if you were five and someone was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What was your answer? I definitely had, like, the singer-dancer situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I also wanted to be an interior designer. Yes. Nice. Um, And an artist in, like, any capacity. I was just, like, always playing with colors and glue and glitter. What was yours, Maddie? Oh, mine was not as cute. I really wanted to be a meteorologist. (laughs) That's so cute. Yes. I wanted to be an off-camera weather person. Like, I had no interest in, like... (laughs) So noble. I love that. I I wanted to be, like, the researcher that they, like, keep in the back room. He, like, tells them how fast the wind is. Maddie, young Maddie had such a grasp on object permanence. Like, I don't think yeah. I understood that there were people behind the scenes of anything. When She's I was like, young. I yeah, someone research. actually has to create that. Yeah. Someone has to figure out how the weather works like that. Yeah. This guy doesn't actually know. He's pointing at a green screen. Meanwhile, little Molly just thought it was all he had to do was point at the green screen. Yeah. You get the tips from God the night before, and then you oh. report them to the people. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a delivery system. Nice, nice, nice. Um, we're gonna skip Andy's entry for today. We love him. We love him dearly, but timing wise, I'm right here. Yeah, we've got a very exciting segment to get to that Andy Ooh. will start us off with. Lovely. Um, but that's why we're skipping his entry because we want to get to everything. So this is a new cute segment we haven't actually tried it with any other guests which is so weird but it's called put maddie on the spot mm. and then we'll put a zinger right and it there. was and it was molly's idea obviously oh, um okay and so for people who don't know or for people who didn't get everything out of my long rambling intro maddie is a stand-up comedian she's hysterical um and so in the same vein of Journal We Find going through old notes, um, a lot of times we'll bring in like short stories or poems and stuff that we've written for ourselves. So we sort of just want you to open up your notes app with all your jokes and read us a draft. <laughs> but you can go last. You can use this time to prepare. We just, okay for the segment, we needed to put you on the spot because the segment's got called. Sure. Put yeah. Maddie on the spot. It's such a nightmare. I'm and sorry, Maddie. <laughs> future editing Andy. Put a zinger in right there. I'm really not, but I'll try. I'll Thank look for you. something. Make it like a screen. It'll be like Maddie being like, ooh. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll Maddie, if you can send me an audio file of you screaming yeah. later, that'd be cool. Absolutely, yeah. Perfect. I have a bunch cool. saved up. I'll just send you my best one. Put Maddie on the spot. Um, okay, so should I read one of my Please, old... go first, Andy. Okay, I would definitely not call myself a stand-up, but unfortunately I have done it a few many a times, and I do have old notes that I will never say on stage ever again, and here's one of them. Nice. I have a lot of Keurig ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Idea number one, reverse Keurig. It turns coffee into tiny plastic cups. Oh my God. Idea number two, bird cure egg. It turns eggs into birds. And idea number three, person cure egg. 
It makes people out of smaller people. Oh my god. That uh that bombs. <laughs> Typically bombs because it's more know. of a it's more of a bad click hole article with no actual angle. You That's know? my favorite kind of comedy. <laughs> Thanks. It hit oh, me I giggled. Hard. It's <laughs> funny. Thanks, guys. I like you could have stopped with I have a lot of Keurig ideas and that would have satiated me. <laughs> so right. That was Cut the funny. ideas. The ideas aren't good and <laughs> no, it was just funny from beginning to end, is all. <laughs> These aren't even like fully written out jokes. They're like inspiration for jokes. Nice. Um the first one is something inappropriate happens in a movie and every time my mom says, Molly. Like, oh. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> did she really do that? Yeah, she's like, oh, Molly. I'm like, what? I'm sitting right here with you. Like, That's I didn't, so brutal. It's not me. Don't say my name also while we're watching sex. Okay, and then the other thing, sort of a predicament, is that I spent the first... I won't even lie. I'm still trying to make this happen for myself. So throughout quarantine, I've just trying, been trying to get my face ID to recognize me either with a mask on or a bong on my mouth. Because I'm like, most of the time when I open my phone, one of those things is covering wow. my face. Um, but I learned about the no outside objects covering your face or it won't recognize you. Yeah. Mine works with my mask all the time. What? It evolved. I think that just means it evolved. Wow. It can like read my face or I just like have such a nothing below the nose situation going on that it just, it's the same. Mine just like gives me bullshit. And like, I really try to do it. My bong is glass, so you can see my mouth through right. it. You've met her, Maddie, Athena. I have. Mm -hmm. So like, it should be able to work, but... <laughs> They it's just don't up. have the tech yet. So mm. anyway, I'll be here till Thursday, guys. You should write, my... write into Apple about that. Maybe they can fix it. I hope mm -hmm. so. Hope Especially so. during quarantine times. Like, everyone needs their face ID with their mask on. I think For it would sure. be smart. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm sort of worried about mine, but yeah. <laughs> mine are also just little ideas. So I have... Um, Everyone works in consulting until proven otherwise. Uh, <laughs> nothing has made me as acutely aware of my whiteness as when I was cutting a jalapeno and then I touched my eyes and I almost burned my face <gasps> off. Oh. <laughs> uh, what if I listen to my screen time limits on social media? Yeah. Weed yeah. doesn't count as a drug. It's in the food pyramid. Okay. Is that a question mark in there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have lots of men have loyalty tattoos on their arm because they need a reminder. <laughs> and then algorithm different after a night of getting too zooted. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So high that your algorithms have changed. <laughs> That's fair. Those are solid. Oh, uh, thank you. Those are all For really good. Bring them to the stage. Man. Yeah. Everyone listening, those should be enough reasons for you to YouTube Maddie Peck stand up. She's great. She looks it's, terrified that I just said that. No, it's just, it's weird to be um, 
like referred Called to a as a stand up or a stand up comedian. comedian. Yeah. It feels I almost like you are one. I know. It, it feels impostery. It feels almost like um how like a very small fraction, of course, of how it would feel like being outed is like. It's like a lot of people know it's true <laughs> and like Yeah. It ultimately like I am, but it's not a label I'm comfortable <laughs> with. It's. I think everyone everyone should be embarrassed to call them any form of comedian. God, yeah. We should all. Oh my God. We should all be embarrassed. Yeah. Someone called me a podcaster the other day, and I was like, "I, you can't say this to me. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible." You're like, "That's a slur." So, <laughs> yeah. Just once, I'd like to be recognized for anything that I do at all, in any who, term. Who are you? If I were called a podcaster, a comedian, an eater. One who wakes up, a mother to a dog, a child, literally any label recognition that I exist on this land. What about Molly? What? That's a drug. <laughs> nice. I'm Thank a- you. Yes. <laughs> I can't tell you how many men have slept with me because they opened up with that line. That's just kidding. Oh, I shut okay. them down when they open it with that line. It's a immediate no. <laughs> Molly? Like the drug? (laughs) No. They sound really smart. But it's Adolf like the Fuhrer. Do you still want to talk? Do you say that back? Sometimes. I hope you do. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. I love making people uncomfortable, especially when they make me uncomfortable first. That's a huge part of anyone who does comedy. You have to love making people uncomfortable. And I do. Oh, honey, I do. We all do. And uh, honestly, we're going to take a quick break and come back with some Do you improv. mean it? I mean it. And That's, Maddie it's been really might fun. even really us scared to improv. join the <laughs> Me too, baby. It's always it's a gamble. It's going to be awesome. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Please find Bye. your mats. Take a seat. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having me back. I know I made a fool of myself last week, so I just really appreciate it. And I'm sorry again for taking up time at the beginning talking to everyone. I know that's awkward. No, Jimmy, this is a safe space. Just don't throw crystals at the glass windows this time. I didn't know that was a rule. Like what security said. So 10 feet from me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, what? I couldn't ten hear feet, you. Ten from feet. Alice. Did you get the letter from Got security? It. You have to stay ten feet. Okay. Yeah, and I'm over here. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So now that that's all settled, um, I hope everybody had a lovely holiday. Let's make our way onto our mats. Onto our what? Sorry, I can't really hear you super well over here. Onto your mat. Got she it. said onto your mat. Onto yeah. your mat, Jimmy. Got it. I'm on mine. Right. So just sit all the way down. Okay. Um, maybe close your eyes if you're comfortable or just keep your gaze soft. And we're going to meet together here on the mat. We're going to breathe out whatever we brought into this space with us. Let it go. Imagine it going, traveling through your body like breath. And then as you exhale, you're letting go of all of it. Okay. So wherever you are, exhale all your air out. Oh, I wish I was closer. <sighs> Jimmy. Yes, teacher. We're just trying to, <laughs> you've been coming to my classes for 10 years now, so you know my name is Sharon. Yeah. Um, and 
we can move you to the front if you're going to keep disrupting everyone. But Awesome. I've... That's perfect. Awesome. All right. So there's this empty mat up here. And then hopefully you can stay quiet for the rest of the class. Um, no I'll active listening in guided meditation, by the way. No active listening. What is it? Wait. <laughs> Just don't respond when I talk. Oh, I see. I thought you meant yeah. like don't listen well, which doesn't and make sense. Oh, Try not to say my name this this time like you did last time. It's just That's very really hard important. for me to concentrate. And you're yelling Melinda every ten seconds. So it's right. weird when I say Melinda. It's weird, yeah. Even though that's your name. Um, that's not my name, which I have told you multiple times. But okay. I'm not going to tell you my real name because you know. So then, what about what the hell am I supposed to call you, Jimmy? You don't have to call her anything. <laughs> Stay on your mat. Okay. It's an individual activity. I understand. Jimmy, you're taking up time from the class. So where were we, everybody? Exhale all your air out. We're going to hold it empty on the bottom. And then slowly in control, begin to fill up your belly. Feel it rising into the palm of your hand. Fill up your chest, your throat. Hold it full at the top. And then a slow, complete exhale out the nose. Uh, My inner child is dead. Is that a Keurig? Did someone... Does anyone hear that? It sounds like a coffee machine. Oh, yeah. I'm making coffee in the back corner Jimmy. when I was stuck in the corner. <sighs> okay. Well, I, you made me have to stand 10 to 15 feet away. So I was like, well, I'm going to get bored over here. So I brought my Keurig, obviously. Not obvious. Oh, Not so obvious. obvious. Insane that you brought a Keurig with you to a yoga class. <laughs> Okay, well, I only brought one K-cup, so it's not like it's going to bother anyone. It's only no, it's, me. It's bothering. Every- to hear hot water streaming in the back of the room when no one was expecting it, that's okay. bothering everyone. And it- I'm losing my cool, and I'm supposed to be the whoa, teacher. Whoa, whoa, chill. That doesn't me help. and Melinda are like freaking out about this because you're acting so strange. No, I right. I followed the no food and drink sign, so... Really, Don't. Melinda? Mm-hmm. You're really going to narc on me? Yeah. She didn't have to. They had to put up a whole separate no Keurig sign for you. I feel like, that. how oh, can that it be fast. more obvious? Because I've done this before. Right. Yeah. Last Wednesday. And the Wednesday pretty, before that. So. Pretty funny. <laughs> not. Pretty not weird funny. to bring a Keurig. <laughs> That's right. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Everyone else in the class <laughs> thinks I'm a goof. <laughs> We're going to take Jimmy to therapy, court-mandated therapy. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Doc. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you can call me Shelly. Okay, why the pause? Can I, was, I call you Shelly? Yeah, you can. I was sort of figuring right. it out to make People sure don't... that I wanted that. Okay. Yeah, I'll you... call you Shelly. Yeah. Or you could call me Dr. Penmental. Do you mind if I call you Melinda? It would just be a lot easier for me. That's not my name. So. I I know. So no. Who is Melinda, actually? My inner child. Your inner child's name is Melinda. Yeah. And I'm just. What's that about? I'm just trying to keep him safe. So calling other people Melinda keeps him safe. Yeah, because then I see that they're okay, and then I know that he's okay. Okay, that's that's sweet. I love where your head is at, and. Inner child work is really important, so I'm excited that we're starting there. I'm going to say this. You don't have to find your inner child in anyone other than yourself. What? 
He's in you, Jimmy. What the fuck? Get him out. He's going to stay there forever. Get him out of there. He's a part of you. Shelly, I need you to get the kid out of there. I. It's not like an exorcism. He hasn't possessed you. He's part of you. What? So our job here in therapy, or court-mandated therapy, which I'm legally obligated to specify. You don't have to say that. Court-mandated therapy. There's a knock is... on the door. Oh, gosh. Oh. You better get that, Doc. I probably shouldn't. It. Hello? Hi, um, I, I'm uh, Melissa. I'm the court-mandated security guard for this therapy session. Just Melissa. for your safety and Jimmy's. Thank you. Yes. Melissa is pretty close to it's the name. It's close, of, but it's not. It's so, so close. It's just an I, M name. All I want to do is call her Melinda to feel it's safer. Not. Her name is Melissa, and calling her anything else is not going to have any effect on your safety. Look at my hands. Physically or otherwise. Yeah. And that's a problem. What's wrong with me? It's fully a problem, and you that needs to be fixed on its own. Being able to call someone Melinda isn't going to take away the court. Melinda, are you doing okay? Do you need anything over there? Please don't answer him. Melinda, do you need anything over there? I just want to have to restrain you. What? That's not the fun part of my job. She brought the ropes. Ah, ow, 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 ow. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Are we calm? I'm calm. All right, we're going to release the rope then. Okay. She releases it. So are you going to prescribe me any freaking cool drugs or not? First, I want to talk. Oh. And then we can figure out the drugs. The drugs are sort of a supplement to the talk therapy, which is the most important. Okay. So, you know what, Jimmy? I see you're a little distracted. I actually have this box of Legos that I usually Whoa. give. Yeah, so let's. why don't we play with the Melissa? We'll get on the floor. I'll get Melissa. on the floor with you. Okay. We'll all just start playing with the Legos and talking. I'm 28. We all know that. Yeah, I don't usually participate cool. in the sessions. I'm really just here Melinda, to, here to watch with my Melinda, I need you to rope. play Lego. Okay. Melissa, we're going to need you to participate. All right. All right. Just to create the safe space, um, we're all adults here, but adults have children inside of them. We all have every part of ourselves inside of us. We have the teenager, the young adult. The middle-aged person, if you're past that age, and of course the baby, the child. This um, Lego's named Melinda. This Lego's named Melinda, and this Lego's named my dad. Okay. And what does your dad have to say to Melinda, Jimmy? Jimmy, oh, I don't believe in you. I don't believe in you, Melinda. Jimmy, Melinda, please, Melinda. The choking hazard. You can't eat the Legos. It's a it's take, a choking hazard. Take Give me the, the Lego. Melinda Give Lego, me the Lego out of your mouth. Give me the Lego. <sighs> Uh, here, fine. Oh, whatever. God, why is it? Your spit is green. I messed up. He had a sour apple okay. lollipop before okay. this. It was so good. To keep him occupied in the waiting room. Okay. Do you, Do you have a sink in here? Can I just or or yeah. alcohol wipes or? And yeah, we've got Clorox wipes okay, by the door, and there's a bathroom outside. Um. All right, I feel like we were really getting somewhere, Jimmy. So you're, the dad Lego is telling Melinda that he doesn't believe in him. Yeah, over and over again. What's that about? Sort of, I think that's my dad and I'm Melinda, I guess. I'm sorry, the spit isn't coming off. It's adhering to my skin like glue. It, it's supposed to do that. It, that means it's working. What did you eat? A sour apple blow pop. But he does use his saliva to sort of get other humans to attach to him because he's so lonely. Oh, is that something you see a lot? 
No, he's a very unique case. We cut to Melissa getting a a tattoo after uh, being in shock from the spit incident. All right. So, what do you want it to say? Um, can it can it say loyalty? Yeah, in any font or particular handwriting. <laughs> yeah, can you do it in um hieroglyphics like on the pyramids? For sure. Thanks. Yeah, just give me your arm. Yeah. So we don't get a lot of people coming in here just asking for nouns on their bodies. You wanna, let's talk. Yeah, I like to keep it simple. I'm a simple woman, you know, more yeah. more one word. What is loyalty mean style. to you? Um, you know, I don't really I don't really think that's any of your business, but you know, you seem like a nice guy, so I'll tell you. Um one I'm time uh, I was in this session and this man his spit stuck to me like super glue and it just reminded me session? the important the important things in life you know you have to s- stick with them like glue so i wanted the reminder on my arm loyalty yeah okay a customer and- walks through the door the little bell rings <laughs> oh man am i excited to get a tattoo hello can someone help me Hi, Jimmy. You're back. <laughs> hey, what's up? Is there even any room left on your body for another tag? Jimmy, oh, there, long time no spot. see. Melinda. You guys know each other. Howdy. I thought it was Melissa. Yeah, she's a secure. She goes by Melinda, Melissa. I don't think it matters. But yeah, I definitely have a spot for a tattoo. Right here. He pulls up his short shorts and there's like a one square centimeter space like right his at upper his thigh. at his upper thigh yeah <sighs> right here what do you want it to say i want it to say i want it to be a little scene a scene in a, a one s- centimeter yeah like a little tv screen and i want it to be a a sex scene jesus all right well i'm going to finish melissa's here okay so. i'll watch is that okay with you, Melissa? Yeah, Jim, Jimmy's an old friend. He can stay. He can stay. Well, Do you guys yeah, know each so other? Chill. Yeah, I spit on her. Wait, this is the guy? This is the guy. This is the loyalty guy. Yo, she's getting a tattoo in your honor. How crazy is that? You're guy. smiling so big, <laughs> Your Jimmy. spit changed my life. I'm so happy to have helped. It helped? I live to help. How did it help? I think Jimmy showed me uh you know a way of approaching life that other people just don't understand he's a special soul thank you that's really beautiful yeah i've had some pretty memorable moments with jimmy too he's been coming in here pretty much every day for the last four years oh Um, man yeah we do not want to get into that we cut back four years four years ago you in the tattoo shop customer enters the door well 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 boy do i am i excited to have a tattoo today can somebody help me hi hey there what's your name name is gabe melinda oh not weird guess my name is gabe this is my tattoo shop well i would love to get just a giant tattoo of what where you tell me i tell you i'm living on the edge today are you sure, dude? This is permanent. That's exactly what I need. Okay. Well, I have a lot of ideas for K cups. Lay Thoughts? on me. I will. 
literally. You know what? Jimmy shows us his back. It's just full of different K-Cup drawings. And this was before the K-Cup was even released. So we sort of predicted the whole business and the brand. The whole thing. Yeah. Real impressive. Anyway, Melinda, I'm wondering, uh, do you want to marry me? Jimmy, again, I I will call the police. You're not (laughs) supposed to be within 10 feet. All right, folks, I'm going to leave. Bye. (laughs) Enjoy your tattoo. A dramatic crossover. (laughs) I'm sorry, I broke the one rule of saying no to something. This is the only rule I knew was was supposed to say yes. He needed to be told no (laughs) to. He is a sociopath monster. We learn the rules so that we can break them. Absolutely. beautiful. That's what Namdi taught us. Absolutely. Improv is scary, but it's fun. Maddie, you did it. You did it, Mads. That was so much fun. I One time, the closest I ever came to actually doing improv was my senior year. I was really scared I wouldn't get placed in New York for my internship. Um, and I got really drunk and I got really sad about that. Mm-hmm. So the other place I was going to go was Minnesota. And when I woke <laughs> up in the morning, the so last different. thing I'd opened on my phone was Minnesota improv classes. Like, in the <laughs> safari search bar. Yes, that was the closest you got. There. That was the closest I got. <laughs> I, I love that. That's the healthiest distance you could be from improv, I think. So bravo <laughs> to you. Thank you. Arguably the only healthy distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair to say. It's more than fair. Maddie, it's been an honor. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for uh, sharing your words and doing improv with us. Thanks for having me, guys. This was so lovely. Of course. We love you. Do you have any hot projects you'd like to plug or anything? Social handles? Things are pretty dry as of now for COVID safety reasons, but you can follow me on Instagram, mpec underscore, but more importantly, uh, you can follow the account that I run uh, with Caroline for our stand-up comedy show in Bushwick that will be up and running when it is safe to do so. It's called The Last Drop, and you can follow us on Instagram at Last Drop Comedy. We'll tag all of that below in our description and Mad Nourished, which is Maddie's account for all her eating, food, recipes, body positivity, and the like. And I know we have a lot of listeners on here who are interested in that stuff too. So Maddie's a dope resource for all of those things. And we'll link her in our description. Thank you. Yeah. You can email us at journalmefine at gmail.com. Send us anything you want, an entry. We'll read it. Follow dick us pic. on Instagram, a dick pic. <laughs> Me and Molly will critique your dick pic. On air. Live on air. And mostly, please subscribe, rate, review the podcast, tell someone. Um, thanks again, Maddie. We did it. Thanks, Yay. Thanks, guys. My head hurts. Write it down. I've got work. My car died. I've got no drive. Uh, the car is a metaphor for motivation. So it's kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Journal Me Fine.